Okay, welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Tuesday, May 7th. As always, we are presented by D's Home Cuts. I'm your host, Travis Karczewski, joined by my other host, Truman Karczewski. How's it going, guys? We are welcomed in studio today by special guest John Curtis. How we doing? He's going to help us break down some of the stories from over the weekend. Uh, so we're just going to get right into it. We'll start with basketball. Uh, we'll go through each series, give a little talking point about each series. We'll start with Toronto versus Cleveland. That wrapped up last night. Cleveland swept Toronto 4 nothing. Uh, really helped to push the Cavs back into that uh, finals contention. LeBron looked really good. Uh, one of the best, probably the best player from any of, from the whole playoffs. Uh, they looked really good. The other the players around LeBron also stepped up, although Rodney Hood was uh, kind of a big problem for the Cavs last night. He refused to go in in the fourth quarter, but if they get that under control, you know, LeBron looked really good. I think they can end up, you know, going to the finals. Yeah, I think it's, uh, once again, it's kind of the same story the past three years has been. Um, the Cavs, you know, they come into the playoffs, everyone's like, oh, they they got injuries, the players around LeBron aren't that good, and this team and this team, they look good, and then the Cavs end up getting to the Eastern Conference Finals pretty easily, and then they just say the East is weak. Um, that's what we're kind of getting again. Um, I think the Celtics and the 76ers, you know, that's... I think the Celtics will end up taking that series here pretty soon. Um, and then it's going to be Celtics-Cavs again. Um, and then you just look, the Celtics, you know, they're talented. They've got good coaching, but they're just inexperienced. Um, LeBron's just too good. Um, so I think the Cavs, you know, they beat them in five or six, and then they're they're back in the finals once again. I mean, when LeBron's role players are playing like they're playing in this series, I mean, they're not going to get beat in the Eastern Conference. Western Conference is another story, but, mm-hmm. I mean, LeBron's been unreal. And just the Rodney Hood stuff, I mean, I had such high hopes for him when he came over from Utah, but I mean, ever since he showed up, he's just been horrible. I, I really just not liked his play. I'd like to see Jetty get his minutes, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it sucks because, you know, Rodney Hood was supposed to come in and be a good player. I supposed mean, to be like our second scorer. Yeah, and he's just, you know, you, you don't want to see a guy not want to step up in the playoffs. You know, this is a huge moment. Uh, even if, you know, it's garbage minutes, you know, they were up by a lot. You've got to go in there and prove to Ty Lue that you can play in the playoffs. And you would get more minutes if Proof you played well. Proof yeah, of yeah. in the playoffs. Uh, so we're going to move to Philly versus Boston. Uh, Boston's up 3-1. Uh, Philadelphia stole a game last night. I think they can take one more game. Uh, Brett Brown started TJ McConnell over Robert Covington last night. A little bit of a change. Uh, I think he'll go with that. TJ McConnell played really well. Um, even though Robert Covington has been their starter. Uh, pretty much the whole season. TJ played really well last night. Uh, no team has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit, though, so I don't think Philadelphia is going to take this series, but I think they could take another game uh, on the road, but it will be tough in Boston. Yeah, it, like you said, um, Boston, I think it's Wednesday they play in yeah. Boston. Um, it's uh, it's tough to play in Madison Square Garden. I think um, the Sixers could steal a game there, and but I think then it would be six or seven. I think the Celtics would win because I just think it's going to be too hard to win three straight games or four straight games against um, Brad Stevens and how how well yeah. sound they are and how <clears throat> good they are. Just all around good basketball players and just he's a great basketball coach. Um, so just they're just too fundamentally sound I think to win four straight games against. Um, so I think the Celtics will end up. I think they will end up taking it Wednesday night. Um, but if not, six or seven, I'd say the Celtics win. Yeah, I think Boston at home in the Garden. I mean, it's just they're too hard to beat with Brad Stevens as the coach and all those role players step up when they're at home. I think Boston takes it in five on Wednesday. 
Yeah, Philadelphia, Boston. That's gonna be a couple. That's gonna happen, I think, for the next couple of years. We're gonna get those matchups. It's gonna be a great series for years to come. But I think Boston takes it. They're too talented right now. Philadelphia's just making a lot of dumb, inexperienced mistakes. You saw Saturday they had a lot of costly turnovers. They could have easily won that game on Saturday, but they threw it away in the last couple of minutes. Moving to the West, uh, two series: Houston versus Utah, Golden State versus New Orleans. Both three-one in favor of Houston and Golden State. Uh, it's We're getting the series that everyone wants, Golden State versus Houston. That's going to be the best series of the entire playoffs, even if the finals. Um, two very talented teams. Utah, versus New or- Utah and New Orleans are really good young teams, but they just do not have the talent to match up with Houston or Golden State. I mean, the Warriors and um, the Rockets are just on another planet. Um, they're just... Out of this world, they have the talent, um, you know, Chris Paul, James Harden, you know, that's crazy. You just, you, you think you never see those two on a team. And then you go, the Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, the, the Warriors just, the Warriors are just crazy and the Rockets are just crazy. So I think that the Western Conference Finals um, will be the actual finals. Um, sorry to the Cavs fans out there. But it's just, I've been looking forward to this series all year. Everyone has. Um, I picked the Rockets so like at the way beginning when we started the show. But I think now, um, just looking at the way the Warriors are playing, they're just playing playoff basketball again, and just Kevin Durant's too good. Uh, so I think the Warriors will end up going back to the finals as well. Yeah, I mean, these are the best two teams in the league all season long. We've been waiting for this matchup. I think the Warriors are going to take it. I, I, I'm not I'm not too high on Houston. I think if they don't make their threes, they have no chance. Like, mm-hmm. The only chance they have is they go crazy from the three-point line. Golden State is all around a better team and got better yeah, players. Yeah, they can't match up with Kevin Durant. Yeah. Houston, like they're a very good team, but they just don't have the, enough talent yeah. to beat the Warriors. Um, so that's it for the NBA playoffs. Well, the series should be wrapping up on Thursday, uh, so we'll talk about it then. We're going to move now to the NHL playoffs, go through each series. Uh, Capitals, they beat the Penguins last night, taking that series 4-2, which is a big deal for Capital fans. They never beat Pittsburgh in the playoffs. That's a huge deal for them. Then you have Tampa versus Boston. Tampa took it 4-1. So we got Caps versus Tampa in the next round. Then we have Vegas versus the Sharks. Vegas took the series 4-2. They keep rolling on. Kind of surprising. Best storyline, I think, in all sports this year yeah, is the if, Vegas if Knights. They, I honestly want to see them win the Stanley Cup because that would be so cool. It's like... I saw a stat that like no expansion team has ever even had a winning record in yeah. any sport, and they're, and they're on the, the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, they're on the. Eclipse and these players, like the players, aren't like well-known guys. They're just the guy they got from the Blue Jackets was horrible yeah. for the Jackets last year. It's crazy that they just put they it all put together. It together and usually, expansion teams, it's like usually like a five. And you're waiting for them to fall. Like you're waiting for them to just you know just, blow up. And they're not even. They've been blowing teams out in the playoffs. Yeah, like and I honestly, like I honestly feel like it. They're gonna to go to the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Like they're the best. They they are the best team in the playoffs. They'll take on the winners of this game seven tonight. Winnipeg versus Nashville. Uh, Nashville's a scary team. Winnipeg's looking pretty well, but like we said, it's in Nashville. Nashville at home. Uh, that's not a very fun place to play if you're the away team. Winnipeg's gotta be nervous. Nashville's just a different experience in playoff time. Yeah, Nashville's crazy. It's it's like one of the best. I think it is the best home. Home, home ice advantage, yeah. um, you know, in sports, honestly. You know, they just, those fans go absolutely nuts. They love them. They, they want a championship so bad. Um, you know, we were talking about it earlier. Uh, the Titans, you know, offensive line, we talked about it in the other show. That was so cool. Um, and just the fans, they're intimidating, and I don't think anyone wants to play there. Yeah, it's 
pretty cool atmosphere to watch uh, Nashville in the playoffs. So that's it for hockey. We're going to move on to baseball. Before that, I wanted to remind you that our show is brought to you by A's Lawn Service. Since 2014, A's has been providing professional landscaping services to many homes around Northeast Ohio. By using professional landscaping equipment, A's constantly strives to provide families with professional landscaping at a low and fair price. Are you tired of being dragged around by bigger landscaping companies? John? Yes. <laughs> Turn to A's and trust me, your lawn your home will never look better. Trust A's for all your landscaping needs and you will not be disappointed. The phone number is 330-241-2392. Again, 330-241-2392. And email is lawnservice.a's at gmail.com. A's Lawn Service LLC, you grow it, we cut it. So baseball over the weekend had a pretty big storyline. Albert Pujols got his 3,000th uh, hit. Uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. I know Truman, you don't love Albert Pujols. No, when he was with the Cardinals in his actual prime, you know, when he was a really one of the better players in the game, um, he killed the Brewers. Um, obviously, I hate the Cardinals. Um, I hated them when he was there. Uh, knocked the Brewers out of the playoffs in 2011. Um, just, but it is cool to see, um, you know, 2,999 hits when they're at that peak. It's like one of the best things in sports when they're one hit away from 3,000 and uh, they're just everyone's on the edge of their seats, kind of waiting to see what happens. Yeah, I know. I was watching Sports Center. They were going live look-ins every time he was up to bat. You know, yo, I always love the live look-ins in the games. Mm-hmm. You know, something big's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another story out of baseball is Matt Harvey. He got released by the Mets the other day. Uh, Mickey Calloway finally decided to put his foot in the ground. He wasn't playing around anymore. Matt Harvey is a very good pitcher, has a lot of talent, but when, you know, things are going wrong, he has a lot of drama around him, and Mickey, we saw Mickey Callaway transition him to the bullpen this year. He hasn't been performing there. He didn't perform as a starter. Uh, He just really regressed very fastly, and he got cut. Um, I'm kind of glad the Mets cut him. I'm sure Mets, Mets fans are glad they cut him. Uh, potential landing spot, I think, is the Yankees. Uh, Crosstown moved to the Yankees. That would kill the Mets fans. They would hate that. And especially if he returned to his old form as one of the top pitchers in the league, that would just hurt Mets fans so badly. Uh, he's been, he's the, he was, the Yankees were his childhood team. He's been wanting to go there. He's been hitting to go there all, all of his career. Uh, he's always wanted to play there, and I think the Yankees would be a good fit. Yeah, I agree with the Yankees. Um, I think one thing that people just don't think about when, um, you know, free agents are going places and people are leaving is, especially in the middle of a season, is do you really want to uproot from where you, you know, began? And I'm sure he has a family over there in New York. Um, so I think he would stay in New York, go to a different organization, one that he's always dreamed of playing for. Um, and I think the Yankees would be a perfect spot for him, especially because they're, they're also competitive right now. Um, so I think Matt Harvey's going to want to go there. I think a good spot with him would be the uh, San Francisco Giants. I mean, just even like just the opposite of what Truman said. Sometimes a complete change of scenery is all for the better. Just mm-hmm. completely yeah. changing where you are and just starting over. Maybe that could get him back to his old form. And the Giants just lost Cueto, just went on the deal. So I think he could be a good fit there. Yeah, it's kind of a low risk, high reward, you know, signing. Yeah. Uh, if you don't like him, you can just get rid of him, cut him. Uh, hopefully, like I said, he was a very good pitcher a couple years ago. He was very fun to watch, and hopefully he returns back to his old form. Uh, another story out of baseball was Ichiro Suzuki. We talked about him, uh, I think, on the first show. We talked about how much he loves baseball, how much he cares for it. And, you know, he's a late signing this year by the Mariners. But over the weekend, he decided to hang it up, retire. Uh, baseball's his life, so he's going to transition into a front office role for the rest of the season. Another great Hall of Famer, you know, 
sad to see him go, but, you know, his age, he was getting up there. But first ballot Hall of Famer, sad to see him go. Yeah, he's a Mariners legend, baseball legend. Um, you know, I think he should have kind of hung it up a few years ago. Um, but, you know, it's it's about the player hanging on. You know, I can see why he did where where he went and stuff like that. But it was kind of cool to see him go back to Seattle where he made his name. Um, and now I think he's going to stay with them, you know, in a front office role type thing, um, which is really awesome to see because that's where um, he belongs, up in Seattle with the Mariners. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Late in the offseason, mm-hmm. he was unsigned, went back to Seattle, gave him a contract, really where it all began. Yeah, hopefully uh, he stays in that front office role. I think he, he could be a very good mentor to younger players, um, especially guys coming over from Japan, something like that. I know they all look up to him, like Otani. Otani said, you know, he was his hero. He really wanted to go to the Mariners. They didn't take a flyer out on him, but uh, he could be a very good mentor to guys like that. So we got the biggest series in the Karcheski household this week, uh, Brewers versus Indians. Uh, we got that Tuesday-Wednesday series. Corey Kluber and Carlos Carrasco are going for the Indians. Brewers are getting our best, or two of our best. We got a lot of really good pitchers, though. Yeah, Josh Tomlin's a great pitcher. <laughs> so I'll let Truman start. We're going to kind of you know, go a little biased here. He's going to start talking about the Brewers as he try to preview this series. Yeah, obviously this is huge for me and Travis. Um, you know, they don't get to play very often because um, ALNL. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I am worried. Yeah, you know, we're getting the Indians' two best pitchers. Um, you know, we're starting Wade Miley, who just just had his first start of the season um, a week ago. He pitched very well, but we'll see how he does. Um, and then Junior Guerrero, who's, who's had a really good season so far. But they're they're both kind of shaky pitchers, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but, again, Kluber and Carrasco, they're, they're fantastic pitchers for the Indians. But the Indians have, and you guys can say it, they've faltered. Um, they just got swept. Um, you know, they're kind of down. Um, you know, going up to Milwaukee. It's it's going to be a great series to watch. You know, it's I think these are two of the better teams in the league. Um, and you know, I'm just I'm kind of on my on the edge of my seat because I just I want to come back here on Thursday with a sweep under my belt so I can just tell everyone off. Uh, but we'll see. Well, you're gonna have to face a pretty good Indians team to do that. But thankfully for you guys, you probably are gonna get us at our best time. Uh, like we said, we got sweeped by the Yankees over the, over the week, swept, whatever. Um, we lost in a walk-off home run on Sunday, which was just a crushing loss. Uh, and it's all put on this bullpen right now. The bullpen has been terrible, especially since Andrew Miller went out. They haven't been great all season, but since Andrew Miller's went out, uh, Francona's had to pitch Cody Allen, our best player right now in the bullpen. He's had to pitch him a lot more than he, what he's used to, what he wants. I know he had to come in on the 8th. In the eighth on Sunday, which wasn't good, that pitch count was high. He's had to extend starters way past 100 pitches. Trevor Bauer threw 120, I think, uh, in his last start. It's not looking good for the Indians. They need somebody to step up. They're constantly moving guys up from AAA. They traded for Oliver Drake from the Brewers the other day. They're just trying to find a consistent bullpen piece. Very unpopular opinion here, but I miss Brian Shaw. Yeah. I mean... The whole bullpen is just faltering without Brian Shaw. Last year, first in ERA, first in the MLB, 2.89. This year, no Brian Shaw, 5.51, 28th in the league. I know it's early, but I feel like it might only get worse. Mm -hmm. Brian Shaw, he's such a workhorse. Pitched like 160 innings last year. That's crazy. It's like an inning a game. Yeah. Like, it's just insane. He was the type of guy that if we lost and Brian Shaw gave up the, you know, the winning run or whatever. Yeah. And it's just, 
you know, he was the workhorse, like John said. And we're, Terry Francona loves a guy who he can rely on game in and game and game in. We're just missing that guy. And you, he's waiting for someone to step up. You know, I know people were saying, you know, a guy like Otero or McAllister could do it. But they just don't have it in them. Uh, Shaw was Francona's guy. I know a lot of people were happy when we lost him over the offseason. You know, they didn't really care much about it. But it was a huge loss to the Indians. And they're going to need somebody to step up and take that role. Or maybe even go after a guy at the trade deadline here. Because they're going to need it. They need bullpen help right now. I know Stephen Handy will fight me. Fight that. Yeah. Fight with me <laughs> to that to the death. Yeah. Most Indians fans don't like Brian Shaw. But he was a huge part of what we were in yeah, the past couple was. years. Uh, so we're going to watch Brewers Indians. Tune in tonight and tomorrow, Wednesday. Uh, we'll see what happens. They do play in June, though, at in Cleveland, so we're going to be going to those games. I know that. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Hopefully the Indians can kind of get back onto track. But we're still in first place. That's You're important. In, it's the worst division in baseball, though, by No, far. you guys are in second place, so You're come October. You're 17 and 17. We're 20 and 15. Come October, we'll be. You're in the worst division in baseball. Well, it doesn't really matter if you make the playoffs. Um, so let's move to football now. Enough baseball talk. Before that, we wanted to remind you that our show is brought to you by D's Home Cuts. D's is the best place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low price. For only $7, D's provides people with modern haircut and styling. Truman and I have been getting our haircut there for the last couple months, and we have never looked or felt better. Every time you go into the shop, you're going to get a professional cut. The cuts get better every single time because D's is always upgrading their equipment. You can buy a new jar of D's, uh, Hair wax. Uh, he's been selling those for $8 a jar. Great stuff. He's been using it on every single cut. It's really nice stuff. All natural, homemade. Five ingredients he makes himself. Uh, so go ahead and check that out. You go Every time you go into the shop, Dee's is always upgrading their equipment so you can get the best haircut possible. You can find Dee's at, on Twitter or Instagram at Dom's Home Cuts. DM him for an appointment and you will not be disappointed. Dee's Home Cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. So after the draft, uh, the football news has kind of been slowing down. And I know teams feel like they're kind of set to go into training camp, but there is still a lot of good free agents to sign. Uh, we saw a couple days ago C.J. Anderson, released by the Broncos, sign with the Panthers. He's going to take over that Jonathan Stewart role. Yeah, I mean, he's Jonathan Stewart. I think he's a good running back, um, good good pass catcher out of the backfield. Um, Denver kind of didn't have really anything last year, um, especially a quarterback. Uh, so that kind of hurt him. Um, I think injuries have gotten to him too. But I think in uh, Carolina he can be good um, with Cam Newton. I think him and McCaffrey can be a good one-two punch there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're going to give a couple more free agents that are still available. You know, Teams are looking for that last piece to push them over the hump. And one of those guys for the last couple of years has been Des Bryant. He's still available. Uh, we, t- we keep talking about him because he's still trying to find a home. Uh, he needs. He's not a top-tier receiver anymore. I think he needs to kind of take back some of his demands, and find a good fit for him. The best fit are, is the Packers, I think, but we're not going to go after him anymore. We drafted two guys that are just Three like guys. him. Three guys, actually, you know, that big type of receiver. Uh, I think he should go to Houston. Uh, they need a guy alongside DeAndre Hopkins, although I really like Will Fuller. Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller in the <laughs> slot. Uh, he's got to come on a little bit. But they, Des Bryant could go to Houston. That would kill Jerry Jones in Dallas. Uh, Cowboy fans would hate to see that, especially if he returns the form. Yeah, as I love him in Jacksonville. Um, I know Jacksonville doesn't have a lot of money, and I'm sure Des is complaining and he wants a lot of cash. But like you said, he's going to have to take his demands back. He's not going to get everything he wants. He's not going to get the perfect spot. Um, and I think Jacksonville, on maybe a one-year deal, maybe not, 
But going there where they need receiver help, they lost Hearns. Hearns went to Dallas. Um, I think Dal- or Jackson will be perfect. Um, he's not going to go there. He's not going to have a losing season. You know, they're competing. They're competing to go to the Super Bowl. Um, and Des Bryant would be a big help, especially if he turns back into um, his old form. That would just be huge for Jacksonville. Um, and, you know, kind of giving uh, Blake Bortles that outside guy, um, I think the Jaguars would be perfect for Des Bryant. You know, a spot I was just thinking about was uh, New Orleans Saints. Like, they okay. don't really have anyone opposite Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. I know they lost Willie Sneed, and they have a Brandon Coleman. But yeah. I feel like a guy like Dez, with your, like, with any, like, elite quarterback, I think Dez could go back to his old form. Yeah. They have they have Ted Ginn, but Ted Ginn's not. Yeah. He's not a starting wide receiver in the right. NFL. Another wide receiver that is available is Jeremy Macklin. Uh, he played with the Ravens last year. Uh, leading receiver with the Ravens last year. He needs to find a home. I think he goes back to the Eagles. That's where he started his career. He's not going to get the same type of production uh, that he got there at the beginning of his career. Um, but they, they lost Torrey Smith. They need another wide receiver. And Jerry Macklin could be a very good piece in that offense. Yeah, this one is kind of, I think he's really underrated right now. Um, Jeremy Macklin, um, he was the number one receiver in Baltimore last year. Honestly, kind of like the only option really in Baltimore last year. Uh and so he was commanding, you know, number one corners, and a lot of the attention that the defense had was on Jeremy Macklin, which he shouldn't have. Um, he's not a number one wide receiver. He might not even be number two wide receiver. Um, but overall, I think he's a still a really good wide receiver, and I think he could go someplace like the destinations we were talking about with Dez. Um, but like, uh, I think, I think maybe Houston would be good. I think Houston with DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller. Um, Jeremy Macklin, Braxton Miller, Braxton Miller, we'll throw him in there. Um, I think that would be huge. Um, maybe maybe Houston doesn't want another big wide receiver like Des Bryant. Maybe they want another speed kind of guy like Jeremy Macklin. Um, and then Will Fuller, he can take the top off of any defense. So I think Jeremy Macklin would be good there. Uh, spot I was thinking about, I could see him going back to the Chiefs. He's been with Andy Reid twice now in Philadelphia, and he was with them in uh, Kansas City. And I could see him going back there. They they could just they could use another receiver like Opposite that. Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, you need weapons for you know Pat Mahomes. Yeah, Pat Mahomes, yeah. Uh, so another free agent that is still available was cut over the weekend was Cliff Averill. Uh, he was cut. He failed his physical. Uh, I think his neck is a big issue right now. He's contemplating retirement. Uh, I think he's best served right now if he were to come back in that third down pass rushing role. Um, but I think he's going to retire. There's a report that he is looking to sign with a radio station, you know, transition more into the booth like most athletes do. He's had a great career, but I think he, he hangs it up and retires. Yeah, he's a good player. Um, I remember when he played with Detroit and, you know, in that Super Bowl year with uh, Seattle. Um, but the neck injury is just scary. Um, whenever you hear neck injury mm-hmm. and involving the head, it's just a challenge. Yeah, it's a, it's a scary injury and can end anyone's career, um, and I don't think he wants to risk that. Um, I think he's got a lot ahead of him, probably still. So I, I would I would hang it up um, and just focus more on the stuff he has uh, outside of football. Yeah, there's no shame there. He's had a great career. Mm-hmm. Nothing against him. Uh, like we said, if you were to come back, you would transition to more of a third down pass rushing role. A guy that could also do that is Tom Bahali. Got released by the Chiefs. Is a Chiefs great, Chiefs legend. Uh, the he. A team that could use somebody like that, a third down pass rushing role, would be the Falcons. Uh, they had Dwight Freeney there last year doing that. He's a great mentor, and I think the Falcons could use him to mentor some of their younger pass rushers like Vic Beasley or uh, McKinley they drafted last year. Yeah, uh, 
I, I like Tom Bali. Um, I think he's still got a little bit left in the tank, like you were talking about that third down pass rusher. It's something that a lot of teams need. Uh, just some guy who, that's all his focus is. Uh, just getting off the edge and getting the quarterback on a third and long type of situation where you know the team is just going to pass the ball and pass the ball and pass the ball. Um, he can be a good mentor. Um, somewhere like Green Bay, I would love to see him in Green Bay. You know, we had Ahmad Brooks last season. Um, and I don't think he's going to come back. But, you know, he can kind of mentor the, you know, the young the young guys in the locker room that we have um, and just get off the edge on third down and try to get to the quarterback. It's something Green Bay really needs. Yeah, I mean, that's a position that every team needs. Mm. Yeah, you could see him going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, so the best safety available right now is Trey Boston. Um, he is available. He had a good season last year with the Chargers. He was released by the Chargers, only signed a one-year deal. Uh, he's still available. A team that needs some safety help is the Cowboys. I know they really want Earl Thomas, but I don't think Seattle gets rid of Earl Thomas that easily. Uh, Trey Boston is somebody that could come back there, hold down that center field position in the defense uh, for years to come. Yeah, Trey Boston's another interesting one. I think Dallas, you know, the it seems like they're connected to every safety out there because yeah. um, they just need that help. Uh, but I was thinking, you know, the Cardinals and the Bengals, um, two teams that need safety help. They've lost some safety, like the Cardinals lost Tyron Matthew. Uh, those teams, they're not in com- comp, like they're not going to compete for a, a championship this year. Uh, but some a player like Trey Boston coming, kind of mentor some of the younger pieces. They're probably going to try to build around. Um, somewhere, somewhere like the Cardinals and Bengals, I saw him going to. Yeah. So like you said, Trey Boston is the best safety available. Eric Reed is still out there. The uh, reason we didn't mention him is, you know, he's got that, you know, Colin Kaepernick tag, which, you know, we're not going to get into it, but I don't think he gets signed, uh, whether you like that or not. I don't think he will get signed. We're not going to get into it. Uh, I think I think a team will sign him, though, um, you know, late. I think it'll be later. Uh, I he's had see, some visits. Like and he said, get, it came out that he said he wasn't going to kneel. We, um, I could see it as, like, an injury is always going to happen. Right. Big injury. Team needs somebody late. Eric Reed's a good plug-and-play player. Yeah, I, I just I – just, towards training camp and teams, once they start realizing, oh, oh shit, our safety position's kind of thin. Yeah. Um, you know, he said he's not going to kneel next season, which, you know, that's debated because whether there's hearts truly into not kneeling mm-hmm. or not, I don't know. But um, I, I think he's a good player, and a team should end up taking a chance on him. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, so like we said, it's kind of we've hit kind of a lull in the NFL news. So we're gonna start our 32 teams and 32 shows today. We're gonna go every single show. We're gonna give you know kind of a rundown of each team, record predictions, stuff like that. So we'll start today in the AFC North. We'll start with the Browns. Last year, 0 and 16, worst team in the league, uh, 1 and 15 two years ago. They've had a pretty great offseason, though, I think. Great offseason. Yeah, I rate them an A. They had probably one of, if not the best offseason. In all of the NFL. We'll go through some of the guys they lost. Was Joe Thomas, their legend. Uh, that sucks. Uh, they also lost Isaiah Crowell, their leading rusher from last year. And they lost their two top quarterbacks. They traded Kaiser to the Packers. And they traded Kessler to the Jaguars, I believe. Um, but even though they lost a lot of talent, they've added... They didn't lose much talent. <laughs> they've added a lot. They've added a lot of experience. A lot of... You know, depth. This is a team that is poised to make a run this year and really fix their record, fix their perception in the NFL. They added Drew Stanton, a solid backup, somebody that they're going to need if they want to uh, progress their rookie quarterback in Baker Mayfield. They added Tyrod Taylor, 
Going to be the starter this year. Very underrated quarterback, I believe. Yeah, he was good with Buffalo, I thought. Just Buffalo didn't have enough talent around him. Um, I think Cleveland, they have they have the talent around him. Um, we'll see what he can do with that. Uh, I love what Cleveland's done. Um, like like you said, you know they got rid of Kaiser, Kessler, and Crowell. Um, like I'm not gonna talk shit. I like Kaiser, um, but you know you just look. Their quarterback room's gotten better. Uh, you mentioned Crowell leaving, but the running back room's gotten better. Uh, you know Joe Thomas. You know that's that's huge shoes to fill, and I don't think anyone can fill those shoes. But I still think they have a pretty good offensive line. Um, so I think Cleveland's gonna drastically improve from 0 and 16. Um, I, I guess do you want me to give my record prediction? No, now? we'll do that. At the okay. End. Um, so we'll keep going. Who they added? They had Carlos Hyde, a very underrated running back too. Uh, he's with the 49ers. Uh, he's a very, I think he's a very good running back. I think he's top tier running back in the NFL. They added Jeff Janis from the Packers, good special teams player. Uh, not a great wide receiver, but he's very good on special teams. They, but they added Hail Mary wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. he's Hail Mary. <laughs> you need a Hail Mary, Jeff Janis. <laughs> two, he had caught two for Aaron Rodgers in the playoff game versus the Cardinals. But even though he's not a great wide receiver, they did add a elite wide receiver, I believe, in Jarvis Landry, somebody who is going to command the ball, going to be a great addition alongside Josh Gordon. Um, he's a very good player. Yeah, that's scary. Josh Gordon, Jarvis Landry, that's all i got to say about that. I think he's – Jarvis Landry's got some of the best hands in the game, mm-hmm. I mean, especially compared to Corey Coleman. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, he's a huge player. I, I think Corey Coleman could have a breakout year, especially he doesn't have the pressure on him anymore as the number one guy. Yeah. He'll be mm-hmm. playing the third receiver in the slot, hopefully. He's got that uh, mentorship now. Exactly. And then you have Demarius Randall they got from the Packers as well. I think Demarius Randall could be one of, if not the best signings by the Browns this year. They're going to move him back to safety. That's where he played in college. Uh, they moved The Packers moved him to corner, and he was a decent corner, not great. Uh, he was our best corner because we, we had a really shitty secondary last year. But they move him to safety. I could see him being a Pro Bowl talent. Yeah, I mean, that's... Safety is where he got his first-round grade, um, and that's where Green Bay ended up picking him. Um, so that's that's really impressive. Uh, I think I think that was – I wanted Green Bay for years to move him back to safety, um, but they just ended up not doing it because they didn't have any corners either, so you can't really blame him. Um, he's not really physical. Uh, he's got issues with tackling. I don't think he can match up with receivers like Julio Jones and the bigger guys in the league. So, the, so moving him back to safety where he's not going to have that much pressure on him, you know, in that terms – uh, I think it's big. Uses, using his speed and his coverage abilities um, is going to be huge for Cleveland, and it should sure up the back end of that secondary. Yeah, our secondary was god-awful last yeah. year. Jabril Preppers wasn't much. For <laughs> yeah. It wasn't all his fault. It's still yeah. 20 yards away from the field. Yeah, yeah, that's, that no uh, but then we'll go to their draft. Uh, they had a very good draft. Again, one of the best drafts. They had a lot, of, a lot of talent to work with, a lot of capital. They took Baker Mayfield with the first pick, which – me and Sherman, uh, I don't know what your thoughts on him, John, but he's my favorite quarterback in this draft. you got to love him. Right? Yeah. I mean, come on. He's. I think he. he's a guy that I think could turn around the Browns. Uh, but he's got that personality. That's going to hinge franchise. on if the Browns do what, they're, what they should do, and that's not play him at all this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, they, just, they just have to let him sit. I think that's what screwed up Kaiser. Listen, I think Kaiser's a good quarterback. I'm a little biased now because he's a Packer. Um, but... <laughs> You know, they why you know, he had a fantastic preseason, they just thought, Oh, this kid's ready to play. But he wasn't, obviously, at all. Uh and I think this is the year they just need to let Baker sit. 
and spend an offseason in an NFL offense with NFL players and NFL good-tier NFL quarterbacks like Stanton and Taylor. Um, I think adding Drew Stanton was kind of the staple to let to show that they're not going to play Baker um, because if T- Taylor went down, um, Stanton would come in. So I think Baker's going to be the third string, which where he should be all season, barring any injuries. Um, and that's the biggest thing for the Browns is just to let him watch and see what these veterans can do. You know, I say that now. I'd love to see him sit, but I mean, when the Browns are two mm-hmm. and six, yeah. the fans are gonna chatter. Everyone's yeah. gonna oh, want that's him. That's true. Everyone's we saw that. Yeah, we saw that with Johnny Manziel. Everyone's gonna want him on the field. The you fans just, are gonna start yelling. Browns fans need you need to listen to this. If you just wait a year, yeah. it's going to be a lot better. You ruined a lot of good quarterbacks, I think, by pushing them out there too early. Manziel. Uh, Kaiser last year, Brady Quinn, you know a lot of guys. You just you gotta let him sit. Just let him. Just let. I, listen, Tyra and these, and if these it, quarterbacks that they have over him, they aren't injury prone. That's one thing. Like yeah. Tyra Taylor's not. I don't. I can't remember the last injury he's had. Maybe I'm wrong, but like Drew Stanton, he's a good quality backup. He's been able to step in. So bar barring any setbacks, Baker don't. Mayfield should just sit, sit, sit. And if you if you guys want him to play, just look at Pat Mahomes. I think Pat Mahomes is going to have a really good year this year, and that just is what you need to strive for. Aaron Rodgers sat for three to four years, you know, a lot longer than people thought. And today, if he was drafted, you know, 24 by the Packers, fans would be wanting to be pushed out there so early. Yeah. But you need to let him sit. Rookies need time to sit. But he wasn't the only guy picked in the draft. They took Denzel Ward with the fourth pick. Very good corner. Sure up that secondary now with Demarius Randall. They also added uh, EJ Gaines from Buffalo. That was an underrated signing. So yeah. I, think, I think their corners are kind of set now. Yeah. Um, they added some more offensive firepower with Nick Chubb. Very good running back. I think if he's if his knee is okay and it's healed up, he could be. He would have been a first round talent, I think. And uh, I think that that running back room is that's a three headed monster. Yeah. I mean yeah. Chubb, Hyde, and Duke, Duke Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. I mean, Very underrated. That's dynamic. Yeah. And then you have Antonio Callaway, which is another great draft pick. If they can just curb the, you know, off the field issues, he could be a great talent for them. He was a really good wide receiver at Florida until, you know, everything came off off the field. Then they drafted Corbett, who was my offensive lineman sleeper. He's a guy I think could replace Joe Thomas in a couple years. Uh, well, this year I guess if they're going to start him this year. Um, very good tackle. Then they drafted Jannard Avery, who's another kind of sleeper signing. He's a linebacker, kind of a pass rusher. He's another good one. Uh, if he, you know, plays the way he can, he could, you know, sit alongside Miles Garrett. Uh, so they did add a lot of talent this offseason. Uh, they just signed Joel Stavi, too, Wisconsin quarterback of legends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's do record predictions. I think they end up with four or five wins, which is not great, but I think they do find – a lot of quality talent this year. I think you give Miles Garrett a full year. I think he's going to be a scary defender. Uh, I think four to five wins is what you shoot for. But and if you hit that, you won't be mad. Uh, but I think they could win up to six or seven. I I honestly feel like this is a six and ten roster. Uh, I'm gonna go six and ten. Um, that's saying a lot uh, for Cleveland. And if they go six and ten, if I was a Browns fan, I would be jacked up. Uh, I think six and ten is where they're at. They and honestly, they could step to seven or eight, seven or eight wins. Yeah. Um, but 
I, I think this is a good, talented team. Um, I just don't think they got a lot to put together. Um, he, we'll see if Hugh Jackson's really kind of that relevant coach. Um, but I think 6-10 and 10 is where they're going to stand, which is very good if you're a Browns fan. I got 7-9. and nine. It might seem a little high, but mm-hmm. I think our division is not good this year. The Steelers no. are good. The Bengals might be the worst team in football this year. Yeah. I think Andy Dalton is garbage. Yeah. I, Ravens are average, as mm-hmm. usual. I think we can get a win against the Ravens, and I think 7-9, and that will be a huge improvement. Yeah, I, they have the ability, I think. I don't think they're going to top the Steelers, but I think they no. have the ability to finish second in yeah, this division, sure. which would be huge. Yeah. For Browns. He's been dead last for 15 yeah. years. And I think you're going to find this year there's going to be a lot of talent on this roster. Uh, I think Miles Garrett steps up and becomes a Pro Bowl player. Uh, you saw what he did last year in the limited amount of snaps that he had. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. So that's it for the Browns. We're going to go next week. We're going to stay in the next show. We're going to stay in the AFC North. We're going to do the Bengals. Um, we're going to go keep going down that list. Uh, it's going to be the boring show. We'll dive into that dumpster <laughs> fire of a franchise there in Cincinnati. So we're going to move to question and answer. Uh, predictions for NBA head coach openings. Before that, we wanted to say we just got an update that Toronto is you know looking on maybe to move on from Dwayne Casey, which would be crazy. I mean, they were talking about coach of the year like two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, we talked. We did our predictions, and we said he's going to be coach of the year. I mean, to win, be a contender for coach of the year and get fired in the same year is... Yeah, you know, that's all time. But they need change. They yeah. they literally do because this is I'm like sick of watching the Raptors go to the playoffs and <laughs> win one round and then go and lose to the Cavs in four games. Like it's it's like they need change. And if I listen, I think Dwayne Casey is a good coach, and if he came available, I wouldn't mind the Bucks looking at him. Um, but I just they the Raptors need change, and I think this could start that. We'll see what happens there. Uh, recent firing was Van Gundy got fired from the Pistons, so we'll give our head coaching uh, uh, predictions. Uh, Van Gundy got fired, like I said, yesterday. I think they go out and they signed Mike Bootenholzer, was the former Hawks head coach. Uh, they've been linked to him. They've been interested in him. Uh, good guy, and he coached the Hawks up the last couple of years. I think he coached them above their talent level. Yes. Um. That's a guy I could see going there. But look, don't sleep. I know this is this would be crazy if Tom Izzo. I could see that. Wow. A jump to the NBA wow. would be that that would be insane. I don't think it's gonna happen, but that would be a dream option, I think, for Pistons fans. Um yeah, I think Jerry Stackhouse um is gonna get that job. They've been linked to him as well. They have obviously when it comes out, um, you know, they're linked to everyone kind of available. Mm-hmm. Uh but I think Stackhouse, you know, he's he's the actually he's the Raptors uh G League coach right now. Mm-hmm. Um but he's spent I think uh, nearly twenty years it's gotta be in the NBA. Um you know, he's experienced, he's got you know, good NBA background. Uh I think he goes to that team. I, I don't think they're just gonna look for the old old guy off the broadcasting booth this time I think they're going to actually go for a guy who's you know been in the NBA you know he's he's got that experience and to take over I what I think is a talented roster with Griffin and Drummond so guy I was looking at was a uh, oh shit wrong team uh was Frank Vogel the mm-hmm. magic guy who just got fired he was a great coach in Indiana when uh they had Paul George and Hibbert, and yeah. I think he really can coach the Pistons up to a good season. Yeah, very, like Truman said, very talented roster yeah. uh, that needs a little bit of mentorship. Uh, we'll go to the Bucks. We'll just we'll just go right there. Truman, uh, I'll let you let you kick this off. Um, well, so they've been linked to a lot of people. Uh, you know, Clifford, which I wouldn't want. Um, 
But, like, people, I saw the big rumor uh, Saturday that everyone's kind of talking about is Becky Hammond. Um, you know, she's a she's a woman. But, yeah, she's a, she's a girl. Uh, she was, she's been with the Spurs for forever. Um, she's got Popovich's uh, endorsement everywhere. Um, listen, I would love her. Um, I think she's a great coach. Um, you know, anybody from the Spurs, I think the Spurs, Jazz, teams like that, you know, those are the teams you kind of got to pick off of because they're just well coached, even the Celtics, stuff like that. Um, and I think Becky Hammond, you know, she coached, uh, what's the summer league team for the yeah, Spurs. Okay. Uh, they won a championship. She was the head coach for them. Uh, she's a great coach. I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to make that jump just yet um, and hire a woman. Um, but I think she's a great coach, and I'd be very satisfied with that. I think the Bucks get um, Budenholzer. You said they're getting, uh, he's going to the Pistons. Mm-hmm. I think the Bucks are going to get him. I love him. Um, maybe this is a little biased just because I want him so bad. Uh, you know, he, he coached Hawks undisputed um, better than their talent. Um, they made it to, they were the number one seed in the East a couple of years ago. Um, you know, they're just, they were awesome, and they just didn't have that much. Uh, and, you know, they've kind of taken steps back now. Atlanta's in kind of the rebuilding year. Uh, but I would love to see them get him. They've been linked to him. Um, I'm going with the Bucks with Budenholzer. The thing with the Bucks is there's new stadium. When's that? That's getting finished. Is that next year? Yeah, this next. So they're going to be wanting, I think, a big name, a head coach. I think Becky Hammond could make that splash i don't think it's gonna happen uh the bucks aren't as attractive as a job as most people think what do you mean they're turning over the ownerships <laughs> turning over next year they but do you understand we have a new stadium we have a star player yes, we but have that's why that's why on the, the surface past- it's attractive but if you look in the ownership who's the owner right now uh wes edens he's transferring his control to another guy next year i forget his name that's scary, because if you're a guy, you're a head coach coming in, you're getting interviewed by the owner right now, you know, what's gonna what's it going to look like next year? You know, is the owner going to be different management styles? I don't know if that's as attractive of a job as most people think. But you have a new stadium. Yeah. You have a star player in Giannis. You have uh, talent around him. Um, you have a team that sometimes looks like they're one of the better teams in the league, and then, you know, they falter off, which... And that on they have, on the surface games, but. they look they look like they just need coaching, which everyone says they just need coaching. Jason Kidd was a terrible coach. He, the, that that experience kind of just faltered out. Um, yeah, Prunty. Prunty is just <laughs> he's he, a Spurs guy though. He, no, Prunty was an embarrassment. Um, so I think the Bucks is a, honestly one of the most attractive jobs out there. I think it could be the most attractive job out there. I don't think why why would you say the Pistons is much more attractive than the Bucks cuz well, you mean, look at you're going to I think Detroit I think Pistons is a way more attractive than They have the talent Bucks. but the Detroit you literally want to take your family and you want to move them up to Detroit um well, which yeah, but Michigan's a shithole of a Milwaukee's state. not a very big glimmering city. I think it is. I think it's one <laughs> It's of a nice that. city, but it's not <laughs> like a New York or Los Angeles. I don't I just don't understand why you would say the Pistons is much more attractive than the Bucks. Because they have Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond and Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. I, I think you and have Giannis, which is one of the most exciting players. Yes, he's he was a Giannis, starter in the All Star okay. games. Um, Chris Middleton, everyone says he's a talented player. You know he's a talented player. Um they just they just need coaching. Yeah, and, and that's I think I think the option that they've have been linked to, uh, I know John will get kicked out of this is David Black. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. I like I like Black. I would Black's like Black. a good coach. Kind of got overshadowed by LeBron uh, in Cleveland. That, I mean, if he just got someone, if he, he can actually coach just LeBron, I mean, yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, it's I think Giannis. I'll admit Giannis is a guy I don't think he's gonna take over like LeBron. Right. He'll step back, let the coaches coach. So Black could be a good fit there. Uh, you mentioned Mike Budenholzer was with the Hawks. Now they are in need of a coach. I think they go and they sign Lloyd Pierce. He's a 76ers assistant right now. 
Uh, he's been a big part of how you know, 76ers trust the process. He's been a big part of that. The Hawks need to rebuild, and I think they want a guy who's used to rebuilding, and Lloyd Pierce fits that mold. Um, I got Jerron Collins. Um, he's assistant on the Warriors right now. That's another team you just look at. Um, you know, you kind of can pick off their coaching tree because uh, they're the best team in the league, undisputed. Um, you know, he's he's kind of Steve Kerr's uh, right-hand man now after Luke Walton left. Uh, so I think the Hawks could go for him. Um, you know, you say they're, you, they want a guy who's used to rebuilding. Well, how about a guy who's used to winning championships? Um, it's Jerron Collins. You know, he's been on the Warriors. He's been in the NBA Finals um, past couple years. So I think they go with him. Uh, another name they've been linked to is uh, Blazers assistant Nate Tibbetts. Mm-hmm. Apparently he's one of the big, serious candidates. I've never heard of him. But, yeah, I mean, he's an assistant for the Blazers. That's about all I know about him. <laughs> uh, then we'll go to the Magic. Uh, Truman talked about him earlier. Jerry Stackhouse. I think he goes there. Big name right now. He's in the G League. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse, NBA experience. Uh, Magic needs that. Uh, I have David Vanderpool. Um, I think he's an assistant on the uh, on the Blazers as well. Uh, I don't know why the Blazers yeah, are creating all this uh, <laughs> creating all this havoc, but I they've been linked to his name. Um, they've been linked to a few names, um, but I think Vanderpool ultimately goes to the Magic. We got a guy named Ime Udoka. He's another Spurs assistant. Uh, always, always pick off Spurs he's, guys. Uh, yeah. He's, from Nigeria, and he played internationally with the Nigerian basketball team. All from Wikipedia there. Yeah, He's there you leading, go. Leading candidates for the uh, Magic job. Go go grab him, Magic. <laughs> uh, then we'll go to the Hornets. That'll be our last one. Uh, they need another guy who's used to rebuilding. I think they go and they take... They, they just hired a guy, didn't they? The Hornets? Yeah, they just like came out. The Hornets... Uh, Hornets find their head coach, James Borrego. Um, he just got – he's a Spurs assistant. All right, so we're going to move on. I did not know that. That was not in my research. Uh, so we'll move on to the next question is, who do we think are the way too early 2018 Heisman picks? Uh, we can go bias here. I think J.K. Dobbins is a very good shot at that. And so is uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I didn't have Jonathan Taylor on my list. You know, of course you wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't have Jonathan uh, J.K. Dobbins, if he, you know, he's kind of overshadowed. He's in that uh, role with uh, Mike Weber. But he's a very good back freshman last year. Another guy, Bryce Love from Stanford. Uh, he was there last year in New York. He decided to come back to Stanford for another year. Very good running back. And then probably the... Clear pick a lot of people are going to choose is the Alabama guy, Tua. Tagovailoa. Tag, yeah. He's another guy I think could win this. So those are my three guys. Um, Yeah, I, you can go with all those picks. I think Jonathan Taylor, I'm going to say his name because he had an incredible season last year. He was there to the end in the Heisman candidate race. Um, But I won't be biased here. Uh, I think what a lot of people aren't looking at is Arizona. They got a quarterback named Khalil Tate. Mm-hmm. Um, He had an amazing performance. I think it was against Colorado. Uh, he had 327 like rushing yards, I think. You know, he had four touchdowns or something, something just absolutely out of this world ridiculous. Um, you know, so obviously, you know, that was his only performance. You know, he's gonna start the season. He's getting the uh, the keys. Um, I think he's, you know, he's a versatile player, which is always looked at by Heisman um, pl- uh, Heisman people, whoever picked that. Um, so I think he's one player to watch out for. Uh, I got three guys. So my first one is Jake Fromm from Georgia. Mm-hmm. I love Jake Fromm. Oh, yeah. Big uh, NFL-sized quarterback, big arm. I think in his freshman year, they just kind of ran the ball, ran the ball. They had those two workhorse backs. I think this next year they could really unleash him mm-hmm. see what he can really do. 
another guy, another SEC quarterback, Jared Stidham from Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's I think he's going to have a real good year. He's going to be up there for a number one pick next year. He could have a really good year. And then, wait for it, Tate Martell. Oh, wow. Just, just saw a report today. <laughs> he's gaining on Haskins for that starting. If he takes that, that starting job... Be- I mean, with his talent and that offense, he could put up I love, big, I love Tate big numbers in Urban Meyer's offense. You saw what he did at uh, Bishop Gorman. Oh, my god. He gosh. was insane. Uh, that would be crazy if he overtook Haskins oh. for that. Because I know Haskins is kind of the oh, yeah. everyone's saying. Joe Burrow's uh, transferring, too. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, he's, he, he doesn't want to compete. Nope. Uh, he'll go somewhere. Wisconsin. Ohio uh, University. Ohio University? <laughs> From Athens. Oh, is he? His dad's D.C. at OU. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can see that. Then. He's that, coming. That would be a good pick. I mean, he, he wants to go. He wants to start. Yeah. He wants, you know, to kind of be uh, given the starting spot in a team, a smaller school like Ohio. Ohio. Max school. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Season. He's talented. I saw oh, him at the spring game. Oh, he's, he's real good. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for that. Uh, our last question is, should Steeler fans be worried about Mason Rudolph and Ben Roethlisberger? Uh, ben has kind of come out, come out saying, you know, he he's not willing to, you know, say, all right, I'm done after, you know, this certain amount of years. Uh, it's kind of created a little bit of tension in that Steelers locker room. It's obvious that Ben wasn't consulted on this pick with Mason Rudolph. If I'm a Steelers fan, I'm concerned. Uh, this is not something that you want. You don't want tension in the quarterback room. But obviously, you know, they're two. You know, Ben's been a pro for the last couple of years. He knows he's not going to be starting there for the next 10 years. And Mason, Mason Rudolph is the future. Um, I don't think they should be worried. Uh, Rothsburg is probably just a little pissed, um, probably a little jealous. You know, they're kind of turning their attention towards this young guy and kind of looking for future after Big Ben. Um, but I think it's all going to come down, um, you know, he said if he Rudolph asked him a question, he's just going to refer to his playbook, which is very – I think it's a dick move by – Rolf. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I just I just find that to be an issue. Uh, you know, one of the biggest, uh, you know, quarterback things, you know, quarterback competitions, you know, when Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre were kind of together in Green Bay, uh, Roger, Favre said, you know, it wasn't his job to mentor Aaron Rodgers. But whenever – Aaron Rodgers would ask him a question. He wouldn't turn it down. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he would ask him. He would answer his question. Um, but he would just be the starting quarterback. Uh, I, I watched an interview when this came out uh, with Favre. He said, you know, in my job description, it's not to mentor this young guy. It's to play quarterback and start for the Packers, um, which is interesting. But he said, but whenever Rodgers had a question, he'd answer. Um, you know, he wouldn't turn down, uh, which is true. I think Roethlisberger. I think it's just hard for anyone to to really not answer a question um so if i was rudolph i would just go in there um and i would just ask questions to anybody ask questions to roethlisberger and if i'm big ben i would just shut the hell up and uh mentor him like he's gonna yeah he should i think it could cause problems if rudolph had like a big personality i don't really know a lot about rudolph and his personality but i feel like he's kind of a quiet guy he'll just mind his own business but like I mean, it would make more of a difference if they were going to be on the field at the same time. Mm-hmm. The Steelers' offense is still going to be really good. And it's not like there's any split in the locker room. Everyone's behind Ben. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be fine. Yeah, and you know, winning cures everything. Right. So. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, that's it for question and answer. Now we're transitioning to more of an interview with John. Uh, so we'll start. You know, Tell us about your background in sports. Uh, so I played uh, football, baseball, and basketball my whole life. High school, I played just football and baseball. I played quarterback for the football team. Uh, I pitched and played first in baseball, and yeah. That's it. And then uh, uh, I played golf a lot. Just got off the course today, actually. <laughs> so tell us about your favorite sports teams. 
I like Cleveland, the Browns, the Indians, the Cavs, the Jackets. I like the Jackets. Yeah. Eh, that's about it. Really. I like Ohio State and Ohio University. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us, are you happy with the Browns draft, what they did? Absolutely. I mean, I think we got our franchise quarterback in Baker, most accurate quarterback in the draft, ac- most accurate quarterback in college football history, mm-hmm. Denzel Ward, lockdown corner, and that should help the whole defense. Garrett, get to the passer, Ogba. And honestly, my favorite pick was Nick Chubb. I mean, yeah. getting that other running back in the room, three-headed monster, Hyde, Chubb, and Duke. I think that's, I mean. I think now, as, as an Ohio State fan, though, were you a little, are you a little, you know, concerned with Baker Mayfield off the field stuff? Because you saw what he did last year. I mean, I didn't hate that. I mean, yeah. at the time, I was just pissed because we lost. But, like, he played unreal. Oh, yeah. I mean, he tore apart our defense and, like. And we, we were an NFL ready yeah, defense. Yeah, we said that's the same multiple times. I mean, that's probably the most NFL type of defense. And he you'll just face. tore us to pieces. Well, yeah. You look what Baker did against Ohio State, and then you look Darnold, what Darnold did yeah. against Ohio State. Yeah. It's a huge difference. Darnold had a, did, I mean, had a that bad was game. The last game of the season versus the second game. Yeah, of the season. yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm with you guys on that. I, you know, I love. Yeah, I know Browns fans. You know, some were pissed because you know, especially like last year when they took Peppers. You know, right. Michigan. But yeah. I mean, it's if you can help your team win, you know, college doesn't really matter. Right. Uh, so we'll transit the Cavs. Do you think they have enough to win everything? Um, I think we're gonna need help. I think we need one of the Warriors to get injured. I don't know which one. Yeah, just one of them to get injured. But I mean, something crazy could happen. I mean, we could catch fire and not miss a shot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think the Warriors would take it in five or six if yeah. we were to face them. You'll Houston, get Houston. I think I think if Houston makes it, we could beat Houston. Yeah. I I'm not big on Houston. I don't like their offense where James Harden dribbles for thirty seconds. And mm-hmm. fires up a shot. Uh, so, who is, we ask everybody this, who is your favorite athlete of all time? Uh, I mean, I, LeBron James. Yeah. I mean, I can't say anyone else. I mean, yeah. he's made me feel emotions that no one else <laughs> ever has. Yeah, we've had, what, about 12 guests, and about half of them have said LeBron. I, I mean, I don't yeah. know. I mean, yeah, if I, mean, I had to go besides LeBron, I like Shaq a lot. Mm-hmm. I love Shaq. I think he's awesome. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, if I was a if I was a Cleveland fan, it'd be hard to say anybody mm-hmm. but LeBron. But like playing quarterback, my favorite quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. So there you, you go. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I think he's the most talented quarterback of all time. Rodgers sure. or Brady? Like in what? Talent. Talent. Rodgers. Okay, good. Greatest of all time, Brady. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so at least we agreed on that. Yeah. Uh. Now, what is ask everybody this? Your favorite sports memory of all time? So everyone's probably. I know everyone says the Cavs, which I yeah. mean, I was downtown. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. But I'm just. I'm gonna go like personally. Last year we had a 14 inning baseball game to go to the Elite Eight. That was awesome. We won. Mm-hmm. And then this is kind of off the grid, but. The Auburn Alabama Iron Bowl, where Chris Davis ran back, oh, yeah. ran back the uh, attempted field goal. Oh, that, yeah. I will always remember that. That was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Yeah. I remember exactly where I was, who I was with. Oh yeah, we, we were watching that live. Where were we? Yeah, we were with our grandpas. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Oh, I've not like that's the craziest thing, and the circumstances too. Like mm, that's if Auburn would have lost, they would have not gone to the championship. One of the best rivalries oh, in sports. I love that. That was. That is my favorite play of all time. So that's enough for today. Uh, that's all we have. Uh, I want to thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. We ask that you go into iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review us, and subscribe so you do not miss another episode. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at TNT Sports Talk 12. You can find us on 12 Ounce Sports from 12 to 1 tomorrow. 
Uh, you can also listen to us on thegruelingtruth.com. I want to thank you to John for coming in today. Thanks for having me. Uh, have a great day. Tune in on Thursday. We're going to have another guest. Got a couple guys thinking about coming in right now, but we will let you know on Twitter. So follow us there. Send us questions on Twitter in our DMs. And that's it for today. Have a great day and tune in on Thursday. Thank you. Go Packers. <laughs>